GPS, powered by SET. Hello and welcome to the first in a series of Daft Punk podcasts in which we are going to be taking a close look at Daft Punk's super second album, Discovery, track by track. My name is Ben Codgew and I'm here because I've just written a book on Discovery. It is called Daft Punk Discovery, The Future Unfurled and it is available for pre-order at Velocity Press. To celebrate and let's be honest, promote this book. I am going to be doing 14 podcast ets, looking at the 14 tracks on Discovery, starting today with One More Time. So One More Time is the first song of Discovery, and it was also the first song released uh, coming out in November 2000, four months before Discovery itself. Uh, and it's a pretty controversial song. Um, the most obvious way is in its use of autotune. Um, people absolutely hated it when it was first released um, because it's not like it is today where auto-tune is basically just an accepted part of the pop landscape. Uh, back in 2000, um, auto-tune was essentially the share effect because uh, it was in Cher's belief that it had come to a big global audience. Uh, that was in 1998. Um, one More Time was probably the first song, one of the first songs to use auto-tune all the way through. Uh, but as I said, Cher had used it two years before. And so basically, when they were using auto-tune, people were like, oh my god, Daft Punk have gone Cher. And uh, people didn't really like Daft Punk going Cher, as you might imagine. Um, and this was all the worst, because One More Time features Rome Anthony, uh, Anthony Wayne Moore, who's one of the most brilliant, elusive, and celebrated singers in house music history. He's got a wonderful voice. And basically, you don't auto-tune Rome Anthony. So... A lot of people hated One More Time when it came out. Um, BBC Radio 1 DJ Pete Tong, for example, compared it to Cool and the Gang. All right, I love Cool and the Gang, but you kind of get that, you know, that's not the underground house vibe that they were they were going for. And if you look at uh, interviews at the time, Daft Punk even apologised for One More Time. They apologised for using autotune. They said, look, you know, it's an effect. People complained about synthesizers once. We love it and we're, we're really happy with the song. And they were proved right because uh, in uh, 2021, everyone is using autotune auto-tune, uh, one of the many ways in which Discovery was so prophetic. So the other controversy around uh, One More Time is a bit more recent, and it's to do with the sample. One More Time uses a fairly prominent sample of Eddie John's More Spell on You, but you won't find that sample named on the Discovery sleeve. In fact, Daft Punk didn't confirm they had sampled the song until May 2021, uh, when a representative for the group confirmed to the LA Times that One More Time had sampled More Spell on You. And that was the first time they'd ever been officially confirmed. I asked them about this when I was writing the book, didn't get an answer, but it's now it's officially confirmed. Why did they do it then? Because the LA Times was running a story about how uh, Eddie Johns had allegedly never been paid uh, for one more time. So just to be clear about this, Daft Punk paid for the use of the sample, but the French label and publishing company GM Music Pro, which acquired Johns' catalogue in 1995, said that basically they'd tried to contact him and they'd been unable to, so they're trying to do now. So this proved quite controversial as you can probably imagine now the other thing about one more time and this is a more personal thing is why the hell did daft punk start an album with a song called one more time surely but surely this song is the perfect album closer it's got one more time you listen to the album one more times at the end and then you go and listen to the album one more time makes sense right but uh that's not what they did they started the album with them 
So One More Time was one of the first songs uh, recorded for Discovery. There aren't any exact dates, but the band apparently had it in the can for about three years before it was released, so 1997-ish. Um, along with Too Long, which is the other song on the album to which Romantini added vocals, um, One More Time forms what I consider to be like one version of Discoveries. I have a theory of two Discoveries. Um, and this is part of one version, an early kind of draft of the album that sailed pretty close to normal house music, standardish house music. And after completing these two songs with Romantini, uh, Daft Punk had a bit of a rethink. So Thomas Bangalter told MTV in 2001, uh, Too Long was among the first tracks we did for Discovery and we considered it proper house music as the rules define it. It was a starting point for us because then we knew we didn't want to do 14 more house tracks. We took it from there, having the whole plot and map the album without going to the same place twice. Today, one more time, uh, it's one of Daft Punk's biggest hits. I'd say probably the second biggest after Get Lucky. Maybe not necessarily in terms of streams, views, that kind of thing. But I think I, I, I think it is. It just kind of feels like their second their second biggest strong, their second biggest song. Excuse me. Uh, and it is a brilliant song, an absolutely great song, uh, an eternal party starter. Five minutes of horns, kick drums, and pure euphoria on the Alive 2006-2007 tour, where they floated the one more time vocal over various other tracks. They used it very cleverly. Um, it was a massive highlight. People absolutely lost their minds to one more time. So that is how One More Time is today. Part of the Daft Punk canon, massive hit. Um, the kind of Daft Punk song you can play to your mum, put on any party, you'll get the party started. But do not forget, One More Time was not always this way. Okay, next time we move on to Aerodynamic. See you then. <laughs> 